Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. Wednesday, December the 28th, a little after 8 p.m. That means it is time for Field Street Forum Radio, where we will talk the latest in Georgia sports, Georgia recruiting, all things Georgia-related, Georgia Bulldogs. Got a game coming up this Friday at noon. Hopefully everybody can work it out to check out the game against the TCU Horned Frogs. Going to be an interesting game. Going to be in Memphis at the Liberty Bowl. We'll give that a discussion tonight. That being myself, the real Dre, and Jason Harry Dog. What's up? I'm sad. Uh, what's going on, man? You watching a little football right now? Football's almost over. I know. Dude, it, this year, I mean, I, I've said it on, I think I said it on this show, I've said it on the other show I do. This, this football season flew by to me. It's like, it really, it really did, like, but it was kind of long, too, because we lost. Right. But it was, but I mean, it, I mean, I swear it was like, feels like it was only like three or four weeks ago we were trying to figure out, you know, how's Easton going to do, who's going to be the starting, you know, offensive line, you know, who's going to step up as secondary, that kind of thing. I mean, it's just, or can they play like they did last year? You know, it was just all these questions, and then boom, just blink of an eye, it's it's over with, and we're waiting, getting ready for 2017 now, so. Yeah, now like National Sauna Days around the corner, and <laughs> for real, yeah, I was just thinking about that. It, it, it's almost you know a month away practically from the first Wednesday in, in February. The grief, because that's what happens when you get a little older, huh? I guess so, man. I'm like, what the heck? Goes by, goes by faster. Uh, Man, it's been a big week, another big week for Georgia, news-wise, I guess, in recruiting. Uh, lots of stuff seemingly is happening behind the scenes. Maybe we're not necessarily privy to, but it does seem like there's a lot of chatter, you know, going on with, with Georgia, and hopefully some good things, big things happening. Um, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of names that I see, you know, keep popping up on on the boards, on, especially on Field Street Forum, you know, where people are asking about Marcavius Bryant, asking about Aubrey, you know, Aubrey Solomon, asking about D'Angelo Gibbs. Gibbs, I guess we should talk about first because he is next up, right? He's announcing this. Yeah, Gibbs is right around the corner. He's announcing at the game. Yeah, this Sunday. Is that the Under Armour game? Yeah. Yeah, that's on the game. This is Sunday. And then I think that's on ESPN. So, do you know the time on that right off by chance? I can look at it. Ooh, I don't. All right. I'll pull it up. Um, so we played, uh, we practiced some at safety and receiver today. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see. Under Armour All America game. 2016, hold on. Sunday, January 1st at 1 o'clock on ESPN. There we go. 
So that'll be something to kind of keep an eye on. Yeah, you got uh, he's playing. Uh, you mentioned Martavius Bryant. He's playing in it. Oh, big man Isaiah Wilson. He's a monster. Oh, man. Like, Alex Leatherwood is like, I mean, like, he's, Alex Leather was like literally 6'5", 6'6", 3'30". And Isaiah Wilson made him look small in that picture where they were together. Yeah, some of the guys from what from Rivals and Twenty Four Seven and all over Scout, all those guys are you know sending off pictures from Under Armour game and dude Wilson is he may be the biggest guy <laughs> I've seen at this Under Armour game. But he but he moves he moves like a three hundred pounder. Oh, he moves very well. He really does, and that's what excites me because uh, you know what. Jason, you talk about offensive linemen three times, and Socrates appears. It's crazy. <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Sock? Hey, nothing much, guys. What's going on with you two? Not much, man. Just talk a little bit about big Isaiah Wilson at the Under Armour game today. Saw the the highlight. Who was it he going against, Jason? You remember uh, it was the Michigan commit. Cause, uh, yeah, Michigan guy. Yeah, Louis Vuitton, whatever you say his name. But he wasn't getting around him, so <laughs> you could just no. go neck next. You know, we'll yeah, take another I, shot, you know. I, I think uh, I think I knew York were struggling a little bit with the heat after that. <laughs> yeah. He's got to get used to the heat. Yeah, yeah. okay. That, well, he is in the, he's in the E, right? Oh, yeah, he is. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, no, 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 he isn't. He isn't, so he won't be here till the summer. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. You mean it doesn't he, get that hot up there in uh, in Brooklyn? No, <laughs> no. I mean, not like it does down south, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you uh, think, he just went from, it was probably 15, 17 degrees at his signing ceremony to you know, 85 degrees on the field today, so. Exactly. Yeah. So, I know it was just a one brief little snippet, but on that video, talk, can you, is there anything you can pick up from his, you know, footwork or? or yeah, he's kind of very good. Yeah, he's got, he, he, he moves the seat pretty well for a big man. Yeah. Of course, we're mostly seeing a back pedal. We didn't see any a lot of lateral movement from him, but I looked into some of his uh, on was it ESPN that had his comps from? I can't remember which, which side it was, but they had a they had his comps, and I was really impressed that his shuttle was so good. Uh-huh. That's, I think that's important for linemen, and uh, so yeah, and I like his flexibility. I mean, he, he that's, that's watch him in the video. He's got pretty good uh, ankle bend, mm-hmm. you know, so he's not a stiff player. Um, and, and I mean, I think he's he he might be the best offensive lineman I've seen us recruit. And I think he would, I hate to say he was underrated, but if you can show me two that were better than him this year, I'd like to see who they were. Because yeah. the guys I evaluated, he was he was the highest from the beginning. And and, I, and nothing has changed my mind on it. Right. Wouldn't you love to see, yeah, I'd love to see him and Aubrey Solomon go up against each other. I think that would be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of guys I'd like to see. Hopefully we'll get to see that a lot in uh, 
restored to practice. <laughs> yes, well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they got some. We, we really, we we just. I mean, I don't know how much better you can recruit than we've recruited this year. Yeah, especially along the along the O line. Um, yeah. Well, in every position, really. I mean, I like. Well, I mean, I, I I know we have some. We have to close some defensive backs, but. Still pretty damn good all the way up and down the mm-hmm. the line of what we needed. Yeah. Well, let's uh, talk about defensive backs. Uh, D'Angelo Gibbs will be announcing this Sunday. We 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 were just talking about, and uh, it's one of well, those see, things. I, I, hey, stop me, Darren. I am now the official new defensive back specialist for Field Street Forum. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you had the, the backpedal down on, on that side. I wish Jason was on there. He'd have loved that one. But, uh, yeah. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Okay. <laughs> I just thought that was good. But anyway. I, uh, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want me to be that. Oh, man. <laughs> Anybody can claim the title anyway, so I'll, I'll, be, the, uh, I'll be the linebacker's guy. How about that? <laughs> that sounds good. You're, you're, you're official linebacker specialist. Self-proclaimed, of course. <laughs> how, <laughs> how would uh, deal with Gibbs to me, Jason? And, and I don't know if you've got any you know, any extra thing you've heard since, but uh, how is everybody so confident that they're going to get Angelo Gibbs? <laughs> uh, I don't know how many guys confident they get everybody. Yeah, yeah, and I tell you this. And, Unless Gibbs has lied to us for about six months, he's going to say Georgia on Sunday. I agree with 100%. I mean, I don't see how anybody could pick him anywhere but Georgia. Yeah. I mean, you know, look at all the all, all the friends he's got coming, and he's not going to go anywhere but Georgia. Yeah, it would certainly be a huge pickup to really get the ball, you know, pick up that momentum yet again for this class. You know, coming down the stretch. Yep. So in, in times past, we've kind of seen this, you know, get to this point, and then, oh, this guy goes to Ole Miss, or this guy goes to Auburn, or this guy goes, you know, wherever. Got to get keep the momentum going forward with this class, and, and really, really amp it up. You know, come come. Like we just said, we're only a month away from signing day. I mean, That's it. Uh, Hey, you, you know you're doing good in recruiting when people are blaming you for paying players. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, Michigan really. That's, that's, when, that's, when you know you, that's when you know you made it and people are worried about you. It's when you hear Georgia's paying players now. Yeah, and, you, and not only that, but look at the number of schools that are talking about us. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Tennessee, I know they've they had long threads about Georgia you know, and and Mississippi has, and all these schools are talking. Florida. Florida really has, and and you know they're they're like you know we're <laughs> we're making it. They're not used to seeing Georgia compete with the Michigans and the Alabamas and the Ohio States. And it's just not it's not our place in the pecking order. Mm-hmm. But we are. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so hopefully Gibbs will be. Coming home to the good guys, uh, I know another guy, Trey Bishop, has started getting a lot of 
a lot of pub from oh my god. Sorry, I was watching the yeah. Miami West Virginia game. Dude just got lit up on the kickoff. Uh, uh, I saw that. <laughs> uh, that was shit. You guys was got me off the game. Now I missed that. What happened? Well, that was Miami's running back. They did it. Yeah, well, the running back just lit up, lit him up. <laughs> I love seeing that. Yeah, that, that was Miami's starting running back that did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, they might want to move him over to linebacker. Gee. Are they not starting running back? I guess backup running back. Uh, okay. Right? Yeah, I'd be Walt, backup. Walt, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Trey Bishop has really gotten a lot of a lot of good publicity with the crystal ball forecast and those kind of things. A lot of love. Seems to be lots of, lots of positive momentum for Georgia there as well. Um, is he doing any announcement, or is he going to be a signing day guy? I thought he was – well, I'm trying to remember when he said he was going to announce. Uh, he, he said that he'd go after he took his official visits in January, but I'd keep an eye on him. Yeah. I wonder uh, – Well, I think the biggest thing with him is is – if I, if I was a player right now and I saw that Georgia was down to five or six positions, spots, whatever, I sure the hell would jump on board if I was thinking about them. Because, you know, I mean, when you sit there and you go, wow, you know, I mean, what if he doesn't? Then, then you know, he may lose his spot. So I, I, know, I, agree, I agree with Jason. I think he's going to go earlier. I'd especially do that if my name was like, Amir Speed. Right. I think, I think we'll bring Solomon in, Nico Collins in, guys like that, no matter what. But. Mm-hmm. Acres. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, seriously, I mean, you know, if, you know we're going to we, – we have three or four good players, defensive backs, athletes still on our board. So why, you know – why would you not want to go save that spot if you want to go to Georgia? Because it's mm-hmm. going to fill. I'm telling you, it's going to fill up. Right. At this point, if you know, if how many more secondary guys do we take in this class? We, I mean, including the at guys least, we have, I'd say at least two. At least two. Yeah, I, think, I think you're going to see three. I do I too. You're going to see. Uh, I think you're going to see Gibbs. Bishop and like a true, true cornerback. I'm thinking Brainy. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming on the 20th of January. I like where we sit with that visit, and I think there's a reason he's coming that late. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if he's the guy that we're looking at that third one. Jason, I said that this morning. Brainy, Latavius Brainy, former uh, commit to Georgia, uh, out of Miami, right? Right, but he's coming on I, the twentieth. I think so it's going to be. I think it's going to be more like speed. It could be. I mean, I would think I, either I think one of those would be the best choices. From everything I from everything I heard, I think uh, I think including us, a couple of teams are laying off Brainy a little bit. Well, that's why. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we'll just have to see what happens on the twentieth, but. You know, there may be only one slot left by the 20th, to be honest with you. I mean, there may not be anything left. It's just they're, they're filling this class up, man. They, if they had it, they'd have it all filled if we'd let them. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, I wish there was some way we could push this up to 28, 29, 30 in this class. Oh, yeah. In the state this year. Yeah, and Tiki and I were talking about a long, long diatribe this morning. I think we'll have 27 slots, but we'll probably use 26. Mm -hmm. That's what we kind of, both of us came to a conclusion of after disagreeing and agreeing on everything. You know how that goes. Right. You know, nobody knows but Georgia how many they're going to take. Right. Exactly. We can, we can kind of project as much as we can, but nobody really yeah. knows other than the guys in inside Butts uh, uh, Sometimes, Sometimes they don't even know that till almost the last <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Look at what we had to do with Carter. Exactly. I mean, I yeah. agree. Um, kind of on that same vein or same subject, has anybody heard anything? I know there was an interview with, with Dom Sanders. Uh, was that Dog Nation or 24-7 that had an interview with him saying he's still not sure what he's going to do right now as far as the dra- when it comes to declaring for the draft? I mean, he, he came out at the practice where, like, all of them interviewed him. Oh, okay, okay. Well, what that, do you think, Jason? I think he may come back. I'm not 100% sold in terms of NFL yet. I think just halfway guessing. I think his heart says he wants to go and get the money, but I think his head's probably telling him to stay. Yeah, well, I think the coaches are too. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what anybody says. Coaches do influence the thing. Kirby Smart may not, but other coaches do. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, you know, really, you know, a guy like that, he could really use one big – he could have a monster year next year and probably go up three rounds on his draft pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he didn't have the greatest year this year. I think I think pretty much everybody knows it'd be better for him to stay, including him. Just a matter of the money. But there's a lot more money. You know, if it's worth a million dollars for you to stay one more year, you know? Yeah. You know, it didn't hurt guys like Cordy Glenn, for example. It sure helped him. Mm-hmm. It's certainly not going to hurt Nick Chubb. Exactly. Or uh, Sonny Michelle. Yeah. How? Uh, also, Aaron Davis, I guess, has he ever confirmed what he's going to do? If he's going to graduate, go into the draft, come back, what? Now, there's a guy, I'll tell you again, another guy I'd say, come back. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I think. You know, first of all, he may not be drafted. He may end up as a, you know, an undrafted player anyway. I don't right. know what his draft stock is, but yeah, I mean, come back. This is the last opportunity you have to play college football. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would. I mean, he's I, probably I, gonna... I think you'll see him coming back. I, yeah. I do. I think he's that kind of kid. You know, I'd say yeah. probably a higher chance of him coming back maybe than, than Dom. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, could any of them be thinking? Well, what if what if all these kids come in, take my spot, and then I'm really kind of screwed <laughs> when it comes to the draft? If I lose my starting gig. Dude, I don't think Aaron Davis would, though. Do you? I mean, I think he's been a pretty. I mean, him and Parrish, I think, have been pretty solid back there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't. So, I don't think he would, but. There's going to be a, hopefully going to be a lot of talent coming in. Well, the talent, 
talent needs to learn too. So, right. You know, I think he. I don't know. He, whatever he does, we'll support him. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's always fun to talk about the freshmen coming in, but normally, unless it's, I mean, you maybe see a guy like Richard LeCount get some time at like Star or something like that. But exactly. It's you know it's fun to talk about him coming in, but mm, it's hard to see him coming in and taking a spot like that. Right. It's got to be. It, a, it uh, is, especially for a guy who's played for three straight years at that position. And yeah. if they do, and if they do, the program's probably all the better anyway. You know. Oh, absolutely! I believe it is. Um, I mean, look at how long it took. Really, uh, Jason will appreciate this when I talk about this. I but you know, Foster. Now here's a kid. We talked about him a little bit this week. Best linebacker yeah. I've seen come out of our Georgia or Lower Alabama area in quite some time. And he, you know, he when he went to Alabama, he wasn't lighting it up his freshman year or even his sophomore year. He really started seeing the field quite a bit more his junior year, and then look at his senior year. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it, it, it depends on who's in front of you and how long it takes you. You know, to to get it, so to speak, and uh, some guys do, some guys don't. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I'm saying there's plenty of time for these defensive backs to get some, get grab some playing time. But keep in mind, I I don't see many of them having to start. Mm-hmm. Well, and who's to say? I mean, is Gibbs locked in the defensive back? What if he slides over to wide receiver? Yeah, true. Athletes for athletes. Yeah. Didn't you did you say Jason that he's getting some reps at at the uh Under Armour game at, at receiver? Yeah, he did. He did today, day one. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, lot, I'm sure all the schools people, a lot of people like him better at receiver. He looked good in the state title game. That was the most I'd seen him, you know, that I'd seen a, a Grayson play you know, just on T V. I hadn't seen him in person or anything, but he looked very fluid, very smooth, and and at the receiver spot. Sometimes you get the defensive backs, you know, that you know play both DB and receiver. They look a little more mechanical, I guess it is, on, at, at receiver sometimes, you know, or they don't look quite as fluid on the on the on the offensive side. But Gibbs looks very smooth on on either side of the ball, but even even as much on as a receiver to me. So I don't know. It it would be a Tough call either way. If he can make plays, put him out there is what I'm thinking. Either, on either I, think, I, think, I think Gibbs is another McCall Harvin situation where you know what he can do on offense, but, man, his potential back there at safety and McCall's potential back there at DB, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did uh... – I mean, I'm not the DV expert, but I think he has potential back there. <laughs> I think I think he does. <laughs> was uh, by the way, was McBride... <laughs> I can't say any more than that. <laughs> <laughs> was was our uh, last podcast after McBride or before McBride's announcement? Uh, I think it was probably after, wasn't it? Because McBride he was a couple weeks ago, wasn't it? I don't know if it was before or after. Was it Sunday? Yeah, it was Christmas Day, and we were yeah. Yeah, so, yeah Christmas. Christmas Day. Wow. That's our, uh, that's our latest commit there, Nate McBride out of Vidalia, linebacker. 
I tell you, yeah. Big Good guy. onions, man. Yes, sir. Not, not too far from Brunswick or Charleston. Yeah. Yeah, we can head over that way not not too long. Uh, no, no, I can get over a couple of hours. <laughs> they uh McBride, he's he's a kid that is probably a great athlete, not necessarily a great football player right now. I think a lot of his rating and stuff is based on his potential and what he can become. Um you know, I think it's his ceiling, I guess, is kind of what they're projecting a lot of his, you know, rating and everything on Jason, kind of project, and then Sock later, uh, kind of project or give your thoughts on McBride's status or, or prospects. I, I don't really, you know, the film, and I, I mentioned this, I'm honest on the board with these things. At least I try to be. Right. <laughs> but his, his film didn't really impress me that much. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I mean, um, I don't know, you know. I, I You know, I, I don't know where he... To me, he looks on film. He looks a little small-ish, but yet I know he's not listed that way. But he looks that way, kind of like a tweener between a linebacker and safety type. Um, everything Blue says about him, I know Blue likes him a lot. Calls him a great kid, works hard. I believe all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm hoping he can, you know, he can develop into a very good player and somebody who contributes for us. Um, who, you know, hell, I, I listen. This isn't the positions I'm that great with, anyways. I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he mm-hmm. becomes a real superstar. Yeah. As the uh, as the resident linebacker expert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make me laugh. I'm gonna laugh tonight. I can see this. You know, where is going? <laughs> this is where uh, Glenn Shuling gets. Gets, gets paid his money to coach him up. Exactly. Because all the athleticism is there. I mean, look at the dude run the run track against guys half his size and whip their tails. I mean, he outran the uh, freaking Demetrius Robertson a couple of years ago. So I, I mean, yeah. all of us, all of us there. I and mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't redshirt him as freshman year. I'd play that sucker on special teams, and I'd send him oh, down yeah. that field and let him tell you Ryan Rankin's plays. And tell them to go. Hmm. And yeah. I mean, it's, under, it's understandable that like everything hadn't clicked yet. I mean, you gotta look at him missing his entire junior year, breaking both of his wrists in the car wreck, and right. you know coming back after that his senior year, and you know of course it's rusty his first few games. So they're playing both ways for Vidalia, and you know they're. I mean, I don't know their coaches, but most of those smaller schools, you know, they don't have a. They don't have a Jeff Heron or a uh, Jeff Simpson, you know, the Roswell and Buford right. type coaches. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he, you know, he hadn't necessarily had anybody to coach him up big time yet. Yeah, his uh, his coach came and, and spoke at one of the coaches' meetings or whatever two years ago. I didn't, I didn't talk to him last yeah, year. Yeah, he seems like he's a pretty good coach, though. I mean, from everything I've been – Hearing about him and asked about him, and everybody yeah. has a very high opinion of him. Right. Um, yeah, but you know, missing a whole year—that's that's huge, I think. And and but having that speed, you you can't you can't teach you know, it. You can't teach not, it. Not much of it. 
<laughs> just a matter, you know, teaching him his, his reads and everything, I guess, would be the biggest thing. Um, yeah, don't don't take this the wrong way. I wasn't trying to take a shot at his coach or anything. I just don't no, know no, how many no. D one. I just don't know how many D one prospects will come through by you, you know. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a it's not a you know firehouse by anything. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a different ball game with with those kids. I mean. Well, I think, I think I think an awful lot of uh, you know any kid that comes out of there, you know, that gets that kind of attention because he's certainly got the attention. I mean, he's very pretty highly rated player. Yeah, no doubt. Um, another kid, Jason, who uh, Marcavius Bryant. We haven't really talked about him much yet. He. Uh, Ooh, I like him though. Keep hearing a lot of, you know, again, kind of along the same lines. A lot of people are really confident <laughs> in getting in getting Bryant. Uh, one thing that that that's kind of thrown me off, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but you know, everybody keeps saying, "Oh, he's uh, Montrevious Adams' cousin, so he's going to go to Auburn." Well, right. Adams is leaving after this year, and you know, there's a lot of experience. He he um you don't know what kind of experience he's had either. Yeah, I mean so just I mean, because you're he may be going there, you don't want to go here now. You know, right? But that you takes know, the whole they want to play together aspect out of it. Certainly, so I it mean, does. Yeah, you know, not a not that's not a huge situation to me anyway. Um, but the other thing is, if, if if we have a spot for him. Uh, he'll 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 come to Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. And also, another thing, people I've heard from in that area have said have said that they don't even really hear Auburn's name come up that much anyway. So it's all about Alabama being the biggest competition for for Bryant right now. Well, and 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 then you know he's been interviewed when when they arrived at the Under Armour. And uh, you can actually see the rivals interview on their YouTube page, mm-hmm. and so, and you know, and a lot of it's going to be according to the way the interviewer is asking the questions and stuff like that, and you know, so I mean, but he said uh, he told, ended up saying the rivals guy. If he had to pick an order, it was Alabama, then Georgia, then somebody, then Auburn. I believe. I believe Auburn was like fourth. Mm-hmm. But then he talks to the two four seven guys, and it's Georgia, then Auburn. Yeah, yeah. And playing so, the game. Yeah, these good at this stuff, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, some of them are really good because you lead on the other board. They say something different than they do at your board, and you're like, okay. The Angelo Gibbs is one of the best at it ever. Yeah. He's up there in the uh, Ray Drew category. Maybe not quite. <laughs> Maybe not quite Ray Drew. I don't know. Drew, yeah, I, don't think, I don't think anybody can get to where Ray Drew was. <laughs> yeah, that was like a hard one. Yeah. He was always saying stuff like, "Oh yeah, I'll be, I'll always be sacking uh, Aaron Murray or something like that." Oh yeah, oh yeah, he pulled out <laughs> He's all kinds of crap. And stuff. <laughs> um, but as far as Bryant's concerned, I, I've even heard that he may be a silent to Georgia. I don't know. Yeah. Well, all, gotta, the, all the dude ever talks about is Kevin Sherry. 
When, when you ask him about coaches, all he ever talks about is Kevin Sherry, Kevin Sherry, Kevin Sherry. I just, I mean, yeah. I, you know, it's, it's a funny game recruiting, I tell you. It yeah, it really is. Freaking no, man. I, will, I, mean, I, do think, I do think Alabama had that, you know, Alabama effect on them. You know, I do. The winning program and. Play yeah. for Satan, blah, 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 blah. Sure. But I, I think if Georgia has a spot, he's going to Georgia. Yeah. And I but do think it could end up that Georgia or Alabama doesn't have a spot, and that would be the way he ends up at Auburn. But yeah. I think he's a great player, but, boy, I tell you, the one I want to get is Aubrey Solomon. I mean, I just yeah. think this kid, his film is really, really good. Well, and – Jason and I were talking about him a couple of days ago where it just seems like he's been so impressionable on all of his visits and things. It really seems like the latest, later the visit you can official you can have, the better because he just seems so enamored with every place he leaves. It's, it's kind of Oh, I know. Yeah, and, you know, he's going to Florida on the 27th. He's going to Auburn on the 20th. Ah, what can I say? And he doesn't – He there's still a fifth one out there he hasn't given. I assume that's us, but I don't know. Right. He'd like, <laughs> like to think so anyway. What's, what's, what's Solomon end up at Georgia? I'm not trying uh, to make this one of those we get everybody phone calls, but just <laughs> watch, watch Solomon end up at Georgia. I, I certainly hope so, man. I would <laughs> I would say a pretty high chance, first. Yeah. But – but I still worry about that last visit to Florida and Auburn because this kid hasn't decided anything yet, even though those two schools aren't listed necessarily as his favorites. But I don't know. Keep an eye on that one, I guess. That one could be could be good, could be bad. You know, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. You know, when you got Chris Rump at Florida, he's a pretty damn good recruiter. And he's going down there in 27th, so that's when I'm sort of like, hmm. Yeah, I, I remember. Remember at either UGA, Alabama, or Auburn, and and I'm not saying this as an indication on Solomon or his family because I don't know him that well. But yeah, yeah. You know, as long as well, he didn't go to Dad's cabin, I think we're gonna be all right. <laughs> That's what you don't want to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, they got a eighty. Well, they got a eighty-something percent, I think, Georgia. So. If you believe the crystal ball shit, yeah. Um, but he's a damn good player, and I, yeah. I'm hoping I'm hoping that Chris Price has said some good things about us. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, Florida not having a their defensive court. Well, they'll probably have one named by then. I'm certain. But yeah, they'll have one by then. Oh yeah. Hopefully, it'll be someone that maybe doesn't excite him too much. <laughs> Don't bet on it. They're, you know, that's the one thing he can coach up is a good defense there. So, Yeah. I'm wondering, who do you think gets that job? Do you think Shannon just takes the next Probably. step of it? Uh, I don't know. Oh, on, uh, on Brian, on Brian Dre, they said, uh, they said today in practice, when it was like obvious pass, you know, make a move, pass rush, get on the outside of the guy, he was quick. 
and and was and was holding his own and doing like really good. But uh, but they said if somebody got their hands on him, if I you know he's he's not built yet. He's you know he looks kind of skinny to be honest. Yeah. They said when it, when the offensive lineman got their hands on him, it was basically over. Gotcha. Well, wasn't that kind of what uh, Notori and Schaefer situation from their game against them in the state playoffs? You know, they they even they even moved him out to tackle a couple of times just to make sure they were the ones get you know blocking on him. So that'll be something with his you know with his speed and everything. Once he learns some you know maybe some more better rip technique or you know dipping underneath blocks things like that, I think that'll be. You'll really see him, you know, kind of elevate his pass rush game. I think at the next level. Well, we can sure use it. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. And then the other big thing with Bryant is uh, his teammate to the 2018 linebacker, Quay Walker. Yeah, he yep. showed up by the rising seniors like decked out in UGA gear. Talking about UGA's as leader, he thinks Bryant's going to UGA. They want to play together the whole nine yards. Right, that works for me. Mm-hmm. Who else? Uh, I guess we can talk about real a little bit too. The rising senior. Some of those practices and, and things have been popping up lately. Uh, with there's some there's some good players over there. That's no question about it. They people think it's kind of a weak year in Georgia. Some have said that. Mm-hmm. I'm not real sure that they've all come out of the woodwork yet either. I mean, I, I think there's some pretty good players in this state for next year. I know one, yeah. you know, a couple of linemen are pretty good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think I think next year is probably more more top heavy. Where you got more guys like Lawrence and Jamari Sawyer and, and all that. I, I, it may not be quite as deep as this year, but it's. It's pretty doggone top heavy. Yeah, it, it's sandwiched between two really good groups. I mean, that's the problem. You have this year's, and then you got next, the 2019 class, which is going to have a lot of great players in it. Yeah, so, that's going to be ridiculous. Well, that's going to be a ridiculous class, man. I mean, that's just, I'm just salivating just on the offensive linemen that are available in that group. Oh, big, another one down here, Sock. Big McClendon. I know. I saw <laughs> Big McClendon. He's very much on the radar, believe me. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's going to be hard for him not to go to Georgia. I sure hope so. A lot of past, you know. I mean, you can pretty much count him as a legacy, in my opinion. Well, he is a legacy. I know it's not <laughs> yeah. a direct. I know it's not direct, but still, when you have, <laughs> you know, Willie McClendon and Brian play there, I mean, come on, they're legends. Right. You know, I mean, it should give us a little bit of an inside track. And if you notice one thing about Kirby, he uh-huh. he 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 is pulling in some of those legacy kids where Rick, you know, he really struggled with it and couldn't do it. And I think one of the biggest reasons, and this is my personal view, and it's not a knock on on Mark Rick, but I think that you know you have somebody like Kirby here who played at Georgia. Okay, I think it's a big plus. Mm-hmm. Appreciates the players he played with and the era he played with, and those are the ones having, you know, high school seniors, you know, or juniors or sophomores coming up. I think Jaden Hunter is a very good example of what I'm talking about. These are players that we wouldn't get in the we weren't getting the legacy kids. Now we're starting to get them, and I don't yeah. think that I think that's a good thing. 
Yeah, I agree. Now we just need to have more of the players put out some big six foot four, two hundred and seventy pound kids, and we'll be good to go. Oh my god! <laughs> By the way, yeah. I think I just saw Coach Rick uh, let loose a little few expletives there. I hope no one no one was too offended by that or anything that was watching. He was mad at his offensive line sock. Just, just <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, what else is new here? Yeah, I know. I mean, jeez. Hey, you only need five. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's all you need. Just go ahead and make sure you have five. <laughs> um. If you don't have five, go ahead and move them off the defensive line, which you did a few times. <laughs> yeah, just flip them back and forth. So, yeah, like Anderson was a good example of that. Yeah. Justin Anderson, when he played. Yep. Um, Jason, wide receiver is hearing good things with Nico Collins. Is there yeah, is there I mean, I'd, I'd watch out for him. We might steal another one from Michigan. <laughs> is there room for him though? I mean, there's no no doubt that he has a spot. There's absolutely you make room for Nico Collins. Right. Oh, absolutely, man! That guy. If Nico Collins wants to come, you're not Just telling him no. You're gonna have some more processing to do. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Um, I mean, you got to like Nico Collins. D'Angelo Gibbs, which he's committing Sunday anyway, Aubrey Solomon, Trey Bishop. I mean, guys like that, they're, mm-hmm. they're in if they want to come. Right. Or you look at it like a Tony Carter situation, you're looking at like Amir Speed. We're not going to get both Amir Speed and Eric Stokes because we just don't have the room. Right. And so it's it's going to have to be, you know, one. I think, I think in this order – from just the way that we're recruiting guys and, and kind of what what they're doing. I think as far as corners go, I think in this order, I think, and, you know, this is a halfway guess, we can educate a guess, but uh, I think you go Amir Speed, Eric Stokes, then Breeny. Maybe Breeny and Stokes kind of close mm-hmm. for uh, behind Speed. Plus, if, if he's a cornerback, you want to bring in a guy named Speed, for God's sake. Come on. <laughs> exactly. And, with, and, you know, you got you got Poole in there. You got LeCount and, uh, you know, more than likely Gibbs. So, I mean, you bring Bishop and you bring Speed. And, I mean, and they move them around more than, than most. I mean, you saw Aaron Davis move from corner to safety. And, and all that. So, I mean, they probably move a couple of them around some, but, you know, you, I think you want at least one that's like, okay, he plays corner, he plays corner, and that's it. Mm-hmm. True. And, I mean, and it doesn't hurt when that guy's 6'3 and can fly. Mm. Yeah, especially in today's day and age of offenses and receivers coming up that are 6'2", 6'4", 6'5", whatever. Um, it's it's ridiculous to, I mean, just in one class the size differential. I mean, you look at the offensive linemen, which is obvious. I mean, while well, Wilson three fifty, Chafer three forty, three thirty five, corner what he ate for breakfast, and then Torrey three thirty five, 
You know, and, and, and I mean, and it's just a difference, I guess, what they like. But I mean, you know, Rick, Rick, and the offensive line coach that we had, you know, we'd always bring in the guys that were two seventy, two eighty, and try to put on the weight. Right. Yeah. Which it looks like he's still doing that in Miami. Because I mean, if you go look at his class, he has Navon Donaldson. You know, the guy that gave Rick a big bear hug at the Georgia camp. Mm. So he has him committed. You know, he's three thirty-five, so he's a big boy. But then, you know, the rest of them, you know, I mean, Dre knows one of them is Hillary at Brunswick. Yeah. The is 270, 275, 280. So, you know, it looks like he's doing the same thing, which is fine. If that's, you know, whatever he wants to do, that's the way he wants to coach and do it. But, you know, you look at a guy like Wilson, and they said they want him to come in. They want him to drop down to 330 and then add 15 pounds of muscle and play mm-hmm. at 345. Yeah. I'm like, my God. And then look at the defensive backs. I mean, you know, LeCount's probably 5'10", 5'11". I think he's listed at 5'11". He's probably closer to 5'10", but the dude, he can just play ball. I mean, you can't turn a guy like that away just because he's not six foot tall. So, I mean, you got him. I mean, you got these guys that we're recruiting, Gibbs, what, 6'2", Bishop 6'3", Speed 6'3". I think uh, William Poole's 5'11". So, I mean, this is the same thing with the offensive line, man. We're going from, what, Paris, 5'9", and then uh, Baker's, what, 5'10", and then, like, every other one we have, 5'9", 5'10", 5'11". I mean, right. we're adding three, four inches a guy. Yeah, in the backfield in one class. Right. Yep. You saw the Alabama formula there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. from the very like 40, 40 pounds for offensive linemen and three in, three inches per defensive back already just in one class is going to, like, almost transform our roster. Same thing and with the receivers. And it doesn't get smaller either because next class you're going to have Sawyer. <laughs> he's, he's what, 340? Yeah, right. and the offensive guard. And then you have that other kid we're recruiting I like a lot. Is that uh, Christian Tut? He's a cornerback. He's like you said, five eleven, one eighty five. And I mean, mm-hmm. these guys just—I mean—they're bigger, they're fast, and they're—if they're not taller, they're heavier. They're bigger. They're more stout. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Tut's you know, built. Tut, you can tell Tut's built already. Yeah, he is. And I tell you, another guy is—is is that Franklin kid from uh, Harrisburg? Uh, Mississippi, he's a running back, but I've heard some things that they may be moving him to a defensive back. So, I don't know. They've got some players next year coming up, too. They're just that same model. So, at least, at least we know they got a plan on what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, and, and that's that's the thing, and I say it fairly often, especially from that first press conference that Kirby had, you know, we got to get bigger and we got to get deeper. And that and that yeah. he he has completely done that and, and you know added so much size like Jason said just in this this class but you know second half of last class adding guys like Ken Lee and you know Cleveland was already in 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 the fold but yeah you know adding well, guys I, like that he he's he's doing what he said he was going to do I'll tell you what this this is why I'm a big Kirby Smart guy number one is called exactly what you just said. He's doing exactly what he said. Right. Number two, he basically told us from the very beginning where our weaknesses were and what was going to happen. 
He knew exactly where they were. And then everybody comes out pissed off. Oh, so to five, so to five, so to, you know, blah, 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 we're losing this, we should win this. You know, and of course he had his first-year head coach and, you know, whatever you want to call it, mistakes, if you want to call it that. Yeah, he's a first-year head coach. He's going to screw up some. That's fine. But it's like people came in shocked that we went seven and five. Mm-hmm. I know. And it's like he told us from the very beginning what the weaknesses were and what could happen. And there were huge holes. I mean, you know, there were holes in this team. I mean, if you don't think the, that offensive line was not a complete offensive line. You know, mm-hmm. we, we had what? We were playing freshman tight ends. I mean, you know, I mean, our all our, our wide receivers besides IMAC had little or no experience. You know, then you got the defensive backfield, which was probably our strength going into the season. But we suffered a lot of petty injuries all through there and some issues, although they played pretty well. We had a very thin defensive line. We relied on a couple freshmen there as well, or one freshman in particular. In our linebacking core, it was coming on, we're starting to come on as the season went on with Smith and all those guys. So, you know, I mean, yeah, there were a lot of holes, and he had no kickers. I mean, you know, right. you know, I mean, there, there are more than a few holes there, but people want to sit there and believe that, and I don't know where this comes from, that Rick yeah. left the cupboard full. Right. That there, you know, that, that is just absolutely not true. I can't tell you how many guys I've, I've had, it's usually rival fans, but how many people say, you know, whoa, they won 10 games with the same, basically the same same uh, roster last year. I'm like, well, yeah. that's not really when you consider. No. <laughs> just just look at two positions, left tackle and right tackle. Right. You've got two an NFL guy and you had a six-year senior at left and right tackle last year, whereas this yep. year you had a guy that was benched about the middle of last year at guard who's now moved to tackle, and you had yep. the starting – tackle at Rhode Island is now your starting left tackle at Georgia in the SEC. That should that should not happen. Either one of those. <laughs> yeah, that that was bound to fail. I mean, and and you know, know, in, in Catalina's defense, he's a pretty good run blocker. Right. You know, his problem was pass blocking. He couldn't pass block. You know, just couldn't do it. You know, to go in the NFL, I, I can promise you, that, what the, what do you think they look for in the NFL? It ain't, it ain't the run block. Right. The guy's going to protect their zillion-dollar quarterback. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it earlier when when I asked you about Wilson's footwork. You yeah. compare it's not even close, uh, even at, at, as, a, as a senior in college compared to a senior in high school. Right. Well, I'm not the expert offensive line guy. <laughs> well, you know, I've never Although I should that on my resume, too. No. Might put that under my Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah. Put it on. Well, also co-host of uh, the Field Street Forum radio show too. Don't forget that. I think I think uh, I think Catalina could be a decent guard. To be honest. Yeah, I think that would be his best place. But mm-hmm. you know, the NFL, you've got small rosters, so you know he's most likely to end up on somebody's practice squad. Yeah, I was just about to say, you, you pretty good feeling he'll he'll be. Evaluated for you know a, yeah a, oh yeah 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 you'll be evaluated big guy powerful like like he said maybe a guard 
You know, it depends. Everybody sees different things and different people and what their needs are. You know, he might be a guy that you bring in on goal line situations. That might be his job, you know. Yeah. You don't know. So, uh, you know, everybody's different how they evaluate, and that's fine. That's why how these guys get jobs. Yeah. But yeah I, I mean, listen to the guy uh, for the Falcons. Is it, I think it's Schrader. The, he came oh, out yeah. of the state, undrafted guy. That worked on the practice squad for, I think, two years. And then Pretty much, now, yeah. Just got a huge contract. He's he's been start the starting right tackle for the last two seasons now. Look at the job David Andrews has done. I was I was just about to say David Andrews goes undrafted and you got Tom Brady asking for him saying get rid of the other guy. <laughs> yeah, we and that's what they did. Him. Yeah, he wanted Andrews. Yeah. And, and I'm gonna tell you why Andrews is so good. Because he's the dirtiest little son of a bitch I've ever seen play. Center <laughs> position in the NFL in a long time. But he will. I mean, if a guy starts to run over him, and there's, it's happened many times, he just grabs his jersey and pulls him right on top of him. You'll, you'll see him do it at least once or twice a game. And I go, God dang it, Andrews. But, you know, he was he was that way at Georgia. He was a – talk about a feisty player. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great – I mean, he was a – man. if he'd had two inches and 40 more pounds, He'd be all pro, wouldn't he? Yeah. You know, might still end up all pro. He's a, he's a very good player, and Brady loves him, so that's all that matters. Right. Um, have you looked at much film? Jason mentioned him earlier. He's going to Miami, but uh, Zelante Hillary. Have you looked at much film on him, Sock? No, not a lot. I have. When he when they got involved early on, I took a peek, yeah. But, yeah. uh I think yeah. his biggest. He's got one good line. That's the one good lineman he's got. You know, he's got good guys coming in. Mm-hmm. He's happy with it. So yeah, you know, but they, you know, that's an impatient group down there, in Miami. Now it used to not be, right? But now they're getting getting to be pretty impatient down there. He has to really kind of turn that around in the next, well, within two years, or they're, they're, he'll he'll be somewhere else. Hmm. But yeah, so. Tell me, Jason, do you know much about this kid? Uh, Georgia made the cut for him, uh, Joshua Moore, wide receiver. Is there any? Where's he from? I mean, Final fourteen. So I mean, I, I'm not. I know yeah, he's from. He's a class of Oklahoma. Yeah, Yokum High School. I'm not sure where that is. Yeah, I, I would actually keep an eye out for him. I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt UGA ends up in the top three. Yoakum, uh, I, I, Yoakum, I would definitely keep an eye out on him. I mean, huh. you know, it's one of those. It's one of those things. He's from Oklahoma. If Oklahoma wants him, then watch Yoakum, that. I'd keep an eye out. He's Texas. a wide. He's a he's a wide receiver. You said. Uh, wide receiver. He's number one athlete, I guess, in the in the class of eighteen. Hmm. Wide receiver, defensive back. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, we need. Huh. Yoakum, Texas, right? Yeah, Yoakum, Texas. Yeah, huh. yeah, he's, he's one of those, uh, you know. Oh, Yoakum, Texas, that guy. I remember yeah. him talking about him. Yeah. Yeah, he's all locked down for those local schools, but I, I, I've, I've seen him talk a lot a lot of Georgia. I'd watch out. Uh, he's small. Huh. He's he's six one, but he's he's only 150 pounds right now, but he'll have he's an older year. Maybe another iMac? 
Possibly so. At six one, at least he's got some some frame to to put on some pounds. Though. I'd play like yeah. another god one. Yeah. But yeah. His. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm looking at him here. Yeah. You're right. He's about six one and about one sixty eight. So yeah. He's got time to put on some weight too. So I mean, yeah, I think he comes in one eighty five. But what about that I, Brian Hightower? I put it on him. If anybody is able to take him away from those local schools, Georgia would be one of them. It would be. And yeah. what about Brian Hightower? I was pretty high on him. Now he's the kid from uh, IMG down in. Uh, he's a wide receiver, but he's got the height. He, you know, he's six three, tall. He's thin. He's lanky. I don't know. I, I would think we. I, I think we're in on him, but we got you know. I guess we got Alabama. Clemson and Florida State involved with him as well, but for a while we heard about him, but I, I don't know if he's faded out or what his deal is. Yeah, he's a uh, 6'3", 195 down. Yeah, there. yeah, but he was he was high on our list for a while. I think the guys come and drop, come in and drop off. We all know that, right? Now, are you sure you guys aren't talking about C.J. Moore from Tulsa? Oklahoma, Jason, you were talking about him for a while. Oh, yeah, I think so. There, he's another. he's one that's six five, one seventy five. Yeah, um, yeah, Union High School in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah, that's another another prospect. He's got, he's got his offer as well. Hmm. Yeah, Josh Moore, he just came out with his uh, – the only reason I asked about him because he, he dropped his top 14. I don't know why 14, but uh, Oregon, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, Texas A&M, LSU, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Tennessee, Auburn, Alabama, and Georgia. Hmm. So, pretty spread out, but yeah, it's all good in the hood. Well, you know, everybody talks about how we're – you know, our, our one – poster in particular, how we're not doing well with the class of 18. Of course, yeah, we lost Trevor Lawrence, I understand. But I, I think this will be a class where we're going to have to go outside Georgia to get some players this year. I mean, I thought that all along in 2018. Yeah. You know, just, so. yeah, I think I think that's been, you know, kind of the – like you said, you kind of almost have to in this class. It, it's very top heavy, but the, the depth isn't isn't there this year. So I think you will have to see them, and they'll probably go more. You think back into their North Carolina roots? Is that still an option? Yeah, or South like Carolina. Yeah, Carolina. They, got, they could go into either state. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I, I don't think there's that many good players in South Carolina. Though we have one that's quarterback over here, mm-hmm. who's being recruited by all Clemson and all the rest of. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, Emory Jones. I think he's going to Ohio State, isn't he? So yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So it's. I, I don't know. You know, they're just going to have to do some recruiting, heavy recruiting outside the state of Georgia. There's just not a lot. You know. You know. There's just not a lot of great players in the state this year. Plain and simple. Gee, this is this is Kane Kirby. We're going to get everybody from everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not worried about it. We're going to 350-pound tackles from Brooklyn, New York. We're going everywhere, baby. 
Yeah, damn right. You can pull them in from Brooklyn. Where the hell else can you pull them in from? <laughs> you know, think about it. I mean, but I, I, but again, I don't think we're going to have to worry about offensive guards. We've got three we're recruiting that are really good for next year. So I'm not concerned about us getting guys in Georgia that are offensive linemen. But we are recruiting another offensive tackle, you know, from Brooklyn. Oh, really? I don't know if you guys knew that. Yeah, his name's Badara Tarori. Tarori, I can't spell it. I don't know. Yeah, he was he was supposed to be in this year's class, but he ended up basically staying in Juco and right. next year. He, he's in the <laughs> ASA College, Brooklyn, New York, it says here, 6'8", 315. Another kid from Brooklyn, New York. Is that is that the same league or whatever that, that Wilson plays in? No, yeah. no, 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 this is yeah. Juco. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's a Juco school, I believe, yeah. Like he was getting but, down to it. He was getting down to, like, Georgia, Auburn, a couple more, stuff like that. Yeah. And then I think I think, it was, I think it was just flat out his grades. So he ended up, he stayed in Juco for another year. Yeah. And reclassified in 2018. And he's rated the number one offensive tackle in Juco. Wow, so. okay. Worth, worth keeping an eye on. Yeah. I tell you what, but, if, if we, can, we have offers, if we can basically keep Max Ray, which we're going to do, yeah. pull in Sawyer where he can play guard or center, trade him, pull him, trade him to play guard, and maybe maybe that JUCO guy, we're going to be rocking and rolling, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to need. You can find most of these guys in our state. You know, you you, you mean you even got Jaleel Irvin there from Stevenson. Now he's you know, he's a little raw, but he's not a bad player. You know, he's six four two eighty. So they'll they'll find they can find the guys in state for the offensive line. But I think it's every other position. Like we're not going to find a quarterback, I'm afraid, uh, in state this year. I mean, you know, so we're going to have to go somewhere to find some quarterbacks. But then again, you can pull them from Seattle, Washington. Yeah, right. Hell, you pull them anywhere. How, um, who was the kid, I think he was an 18 kid at the, I think he was at the Rising Senior Game and he had the Georgia gloves on. Yeah, that was, Quay, that was Quay Walker who we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, well, I no, think he was, no. he was a lineman. He was, he was a defensive the, end, defensive lineman. Let me see, I'll find his damn man. Yeah, it wasn't Bray Walker. Um, I know you're talking about here. Yeah, they were showing uh, him. The end, they were doing the lineman drills in the end. Yeah, and he's pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> I was pretty impressed. And he, he flashed the gloves, the Georgia gloves. And, yeah. But yeah, what was his name? And he's a deep, wide defensive end, I think. And I know his name, but I can't damn think of it. Running back, wide receiver. I'm looking. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Chapman from Rome, was it? No. no. It had a, it had a, it kind of a different name. He did, and it was somebody I didn't recognize. He also plays offensive guard and defensive end, or something. But I think he's mostly known for uh, being a defensive end. Oh my God! I can't believe I can't find this guy. He tagged one of the guys in it. Let me let me see. 
Uh, by the way, Miami won their game, so that's their, that's their first bowl win in 10 years. That's I'm sick. surprised at that. Uh, let's see. Kiaris Jackson had Georgia gloves on, by the way. Oh, yeah, he's going to be a good one, too, dude. Wow. Uh, crap. Well, Fred. Was, was he 18 or was he 19, Chet? I thought he was 18, but... I I'm, I'm thinking to think he was a 19, Chet, for some reason. Let me see. It was the first time I really heard much about him. And I just wanted to see, maybe he's here. If it was rising seniors, they're all 18 kids. But there's other games going on besides rising seniors. Oh, yeah. Uh, that pisses me off. I mean, I can't believe I can't find it. Uh, there's, your War- there's Warren McClendon, man. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be one of the best top ones in the state. Um. I'll have to check with the offensive lineman expert over there and see if you agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, you know, just, I mean, I hate when you do this. You know, you, you just read it. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't see him in that list either. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep looking around, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was pretty cool. He's a good look, good look, good sized kid. He was, he made a big play, he turned in the end zone and flashed the gloves. Mm-hmm. Any other uh, 18 kids close to committing for Georgia, Jason? Anybody you can think of? Or? I you usually see around signing day for the class before. You, you sometimes you'll see a couple pop up out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there could be. All I know is we need to just ourselves over in Rome for the next couple of years and get some of those kids in. I mean, think, well, I tell you the kid, I'm really, I mean, he's a ways away, but I am very excited about it. It's Luke Griffin. You know, he's about offensive lineman. This guy, this is a 2019 pick. I think he may be the top offensive tackle in the country, and he's already committed to us. Oh, yeah. Well, and then his so, brother, is it, and his brother, is that um, and he just is like as big or as big as his brother. Yeah, pretty good size. Yes. It's just so nice to be able to have some excess at offensive line. Really. Was it? Was it? Uh, no, it wasn't this guy. God darn it, man! It bugs me. Uh, it always bugs me when you can't find somebody that you know should be able to find out right of what. Right, and yeah, um, while we're checking, remind everybody we're listening to Field Street Forum Radio. I'm your host, The Real Dre, joined tonight by Jason Harry Dog and Mr. Socrates 56, talking some Georgia recruiting. Guys, we got a game to talk about Friday. Yeah. TCU in Memphis. Going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, I 
it's not your typical TCU team because usually they're pretty strong defensively un, under Patterson, and this year it just doesn't seem like that the defensive ability is there right now. They can put up points, but the defense is just really kind of falling off what their usual, you know, their usual standards are at, at TCU under Patterson, but. Mm-hmm. I, think they've, uh, I think they've been having a trouble uh, stopping the run, especially. Yeah. Which yeah, well, may not be uh, good news for them against us. Yeah, I would certainly hope we can take advantage of that and just kind of control the ball and, and, and you know, enforce our will over in this game, hopefully. They they hopefully. also – the uh, the quarterback, uh, Kenny Hill, is banged up some. He still which might, up. might take away from some of his running ability, which would basically turn him into a pocket passer, which wouldn't be good for them. No, because he's only – he's one of those guys – he's probably not even six foot himself, is he? We all know. I don't know. Are you right at it? Um, I wonder if we'll see much, you know, using Godwin or, or Sony and IMAC in the Wildcat in this game because I I watched when Kansas State played TCU and Kansas State's about to play in their bowl game, but their quarterback just absolutely destroyed TCU in the running game to your point, point, Jason, of uh, TCU kind of being ineffective against the run. Um, Well, then on on our side, the not so good for us is Riley Riley Ridley running around with a cast on his lower leg, whatever you want to call it. I don't don't think anybody found out for sure exactly which part of his leg it is, but... Did anybody say what? what Do what? Has anybody said, or has there been any update on what happened or how it happened? He got rolled up on. Uh, Yeah. I hate that, because he was... Really, you know... Can use his size and, and and speed and everything. He's probably, I would say, our best receiver. I, Isaac Rodgers and Javon so we got this. <laughs> yeah, not a man. I'm just glad that Georgia has had these 15 practices, extra practices to just work on everything, focus on everything. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be. Huge. I mean, I wish we could use the, an extra fifteen when the, all the recruits get here too. But maybe we can figure something. Maybe we saved. A, can you can you save a couple of them for uh, for later? <laughs> can we bank a couple of these extra practices? Um, it's just it'll be fun, and I'm hope and I really think you know, despite you know the bad taste in, in everybody's mouth after the the tech game, I, I feel like the team will really look to this to close out this season the right way. I feel like there's a lot of momentum with Chubb and Sony and Carter and, and Bellamy all coming back. I feel like it's really elevated everybody's mood and, and emotions about the about the program and where it's headed. Because I feel like for a little bit there, I, I think a lot of people were thinking it was, you know, kind of down. And, and I, I, I'm really glad seeing everybody, those kids coming back. And it, I think it really puts a new perspective both, for the fan base and nationally, where Georgia is right now, I, I tell you what, dude, we we got some momentum, man. Mm-hmm. Now, we're known for not having the greatest offensive lines. 
and, and now we're bringing in elite offensive linemen. We're bringing in the elite guys from Georgia, Chubb, Tony, Bellamy, Carter, all decided to stay. You know, we're rock and roll. Usually the best improvement, you know, with especially your coaching staff is from year one to year two. So, you know, we got the rookie jitters, rookie mistakes, all that BS out of the way, hopefully. So, I mean, we, we got a good bit of momentum in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah. Got to got to take advantage really? of the situation. Really, the only way things could be going any better right now is well, number one, if we had gotten Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that would kind of hurt, but you know, I mean, not to say that we didn't warm him or you know, uh, you know, blah blah blah, whatever. But he was more of icing on the cake than he was a necessity, you know. So I mean. It's not like we're not going to have a good quarterback on the roster for the next four years if Trevor Lawrence yeah. doesn't come. So, I mean, so that's why that didn't hurt as bad. So, I mean, really the only way things could be going to anybody right now is if somebody came up and said, so-and-so's retiring. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Our Christ. Our coach is leaving I mean, Yeah. Oh, Sorry. To finish up, where who, the person we we're talking about, it's a 19 kid, is Keandre Jones. That's who it is. Yeah. Oh, he's a beast, too. Yeah, yeah. I like him a lot. I looked at his uh, after I saw that. The Callaway kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. He loves him from Kirby Smart. Oh, yeah. he loves Georgia. I, you know, you don't flash the gloves unless you, you know, you're telling people something there. Yeah, class of nineteen, six three, two hundred and eighty eight pounds, five six five sixty one uh forty yard dash, five five point oh seven shuttle, um at two hundred and eighty eight pounds. So he's he's tackle and defensive end. I don't know, I'm assuming he's is he projected more offensive line or D line, you guys think? Offensive. Offensive. Okay, okay. Probably playing D line out of necessity. Right. Yeah, Callaway. Yeah, I think he's better offensive lineman. Gotcha. Same right. thing with uh, Schaefer. Schaefer and Natori. You know, they look like beasts on the defensive line too, but they're playing offense. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Good. I'm glad I found that. <laughs> oh hell! Somebody was telling in the chat. I didn't have the chat up. Um, <laughs> yes, seven. Thank you. Um, good deal. Well. All right, so back to the uh, – If only we had an offensive line expert to tell us who that was. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went to sleep. Uh, no, actually, I was looking up James o- Ohanba, Stockbridge. I'm interested in this kid. He's a good player. But he's 100% to damn Clemson. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that means he moves well. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, they look for. Yeah. Oh, another thing, Dre, to look at with uh, Friday's game is uh, they've been practicing Isaiah Wynn at left tackle and the Sean Sims at left guard. Yeah. Right. There's a good chance that's your starting left side. 
Could well be. Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think Kirby Smart said they've been basically splitting the reps in half with Wynn and Catalina at left tackle. But he was uh I, I think he was being nice saying that. You know, you could tell when when they're doing coach talk, you know. Mm-hmm. And and kind of the way he reacted to who might start, it, it seems like Wynn might might start at left tackle and Sims at left guard. Well, and you know what? It was really strange this year where Georgia would be struggling running the ball, and then say, and it happened. And it, it was this is the weird part. Say, for example, Wynn would go out with an injury. I swear to God, it seemed like whoever came in, they would start moving the ball. They would move the line so much better when the second string guy came in. And then the same thing if Catalina went out with an injury, which he did towards the end of the year several times. And then you'd slide Wynn into left tackle and, and then somebody in at guard. And then the it was like the pile would start moving again. It was really strange no matter whoever it was that went out. It was a better – they were better along the line of scrimmage with, with at least a backup in. It was really strange to watch. I don't – well, what when, uh, when, uh, when, when, when I went right. down and they put Deshaun Sims in at right, at right tackle, yeah, I Deshaun Sims looked great at right tackle. Yeah, and that's when well, it was so weird that you know you would think the, the the first string you would get your best you know push and everything along the line of scrimmage, but it seemed like whenever the uh, somebody went out, I don't know if it was just focus along the line of scrimmage because somebody new was in. I, I don't know what exactly, how to, I couldn't, you, nobody could really put their finger on it, why it happened, but it just, it just worked. I don't, I don't know why. You know, this is one of the things I don't think anybody can explain, honestly. Maybe because our offensive line was just that bad and unpredictable. <laughs> well, they are unpredictable, um, but they, they you can't even describe this line because the interior of the line couldn't move, you know, couldn't move a beaver off a beaver's den. I mean, you know, they just they <laughs> couldn't move. They couldn't move anything. They couldn't move a turtle. I mean, yeah. you know, they yeah, they you know, they, they were horrible in the interior of this line. But yet, the interior of the line was not horrible pass blockers. It was the exterior of the line, the tackles, that were horrible. So I mean I I don't know you know there's so there's there was a lot of weirdness to this whole thing if you ask me <laughs> you know and and I sit there and I think to myself you know you know is it because they're you know they're in a new scheme but then you know it's really funny against Georgia Tech it's the first time I saw them actually look like a Pittman offensive line and mm-hmm. they did you know we got the lead they were moving the damn football. And, and I thought, wow, this is great, you know. But then all of a sudden, they they couldn't get a a first down, mm-hmm. and yet they were actually using power blocking to move the ball earlier, early in the game, and it was working. Mm-hmm. And then they abandoned it. Yeah, for more of a zone blocking type scheme. And you went, wait a minute, you know. So I, I I don't know I you know again I don't really usually blame offensive line coaches they're doing what the damn coordinators want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who knows? But, well, I know one thing: if you got to come in with a giant line, you, you better be able to move people off the damn line. Right. 
And another thing, other thing. Remember, Friend recruited these guys too. And what was Friend looking for? He was he was a his game was interior zone blocking, mm-hmm. and he he loved to have I call it the you know the smash twist and smash twist again type game. I mean, he would send Pike all over the damn place out there to block, and that was his game. And you know. Now, you know, these guys were recruited for that style of style of offensive line, which you don't have to be big for. You have to be quick. Right. So, you know, it's just sometimes it just doesn't come together, you know, and you can't explain why, and you just go, well, it's, you know, it it could be all a combination of all of it. And it could be guys that didn't want to really put forward maximum effort. You know, it could be motivation. I mean, there's so much it could be. Right. But anyways, I'm gonna go back to the defensive backs where I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Jason, how do you what do you foresee in the game Friday? Or sock. <laughs> I think he's gone. He knows I'll take a while, so he goes he, back to the bathroom break or something. Um <laughs> I don't think TCU can stop a running game. Yeah. I don't. I think That's Sonny a- Michelle will get 200-plus yards. Nice. Oh, yeah, that worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we're going to see, you know, a little more enthusiasm on the field than we have before, too. You know, I uh, do, too. Oh, and you know what? One thing you, you mentioned earlier about the – you know, we didn't have a kicker at the beginning of the year. How long have we been asking, not necessarily asking, but just saying there's a resource sitting there in Athens or all around campus all the time that can help out special teams so much, figure out a way to get it done. And yet it wasn't until this year Kevin Butler was not I know. utilized until this year. That was the point I was making, Dre, with utilizing the alumni and the friends that Kirby's made. Yeah. That's a great example. Yeah. And look at the job he did. Absolutely. He turned you know, the kid. I, yeah. Looked like he was scatterleg, you know, at the beginning of the year, freaking out over everything and turned him into a, a rather competent, solid kicker. I mean, there's no question about it. Well, all the guys that were not recruited by Mark Rick that played prior to Mark Rick felt like they were ostracized by this by this that group. Mm-hmm. That they were no value to the University of Georgia. That they, you know, they weren't wanted. And you know, you could see that really turned around with Kirby. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, we even got. Guys like Heinz Ward saying they may want to come back and do some coaching here. So, I mean, it's, it's, that's because of Kirby, right? And you're going, like I say, you're going to see more legacy kids than you ever mm-hmm. did under Rick. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I know it's kind of a weird time for the game at noon on Friday. I'm having, I'm having to actually finish off my PTO at work to <laughs> so I can leave it half a day to go catch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at least, I had, at least I had some time left over, I guess. Um, well, yeah. You know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, 
way I look at the game, Sour is our secondary. What's going to be their, you know, attitude for this game, so to speak? I mean, we're pretty thin back there. Yeah. You know, so we'll have to see. Yeah, TCU's got athletes now. We'll have to be ready. Oh, yeah. Ready for a lot oh, yeah. of things, but I think... Team that won, what, 12 team. games the year before? So, yeah. Yeah, I'd say they got some pretty good talent there. I like... Uh, I kind of feel like... And, and, you know, tell me if I'm... If you agree or not, but I feel like we're going to see a similar defense to, you know, how we prep for Auburn a little yeah. bit, maybe. Can't disagree with that. I mean... Especially with... I, uh, we better be ready to play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For yeah. sixty minutes, exactly. They're they're a pretty good. They're a pretty good team now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I think it's a matter of you know that's kind of that next step that Kirby's got to get across to these kids. You know, we saw where we came out and, and you know we're really winning the game handily against you know Tech or against Tennessee early on. We got to learn how to finish these games off to really, really take that next step. You know. I agree. That'll be the next thing, and then and then going on on from there next year, hopefully. Got to learn to win, man. Exactly. All right. Well, got any final thoughts for us tonight, Suck? No. No. I'm all out of information on the defensive backs for this evening. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you there? <laughs> well, I think we covered everything recruiting wise. We hit up Gibbs, hit up uh, Marcavius Bryant, Aubrey Solomon, Trey Bishop. Yep. Talked about Keandre Jones. We did. That was right good. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. Josh Moore. There's a lot of kids, a lot of things going on, a lot of recruiting talk in this show, so check it out whenever you. Hit the replay. I'll post it later on Twitter, Facebook, and on Field Street Forum. Oh yeah. Uh, check out check out all, all of us on social media at Field Street Forum, Field ST Forum on Twitter and Facebook. Of course, the site itself, FieldStreetForum.com. Check out the Classic City Chat for all the latest in the daily goings on with Georgia and latest chats and conversations on there, Georgia related. And uh, we'll post the the podcast on there as well and across social media. Give me a follow at The Real Dre. And, of course, give Sock a follow at Socrates56. All right. Sounds good to me. Sounds good, fellas. Enjoyed the talk. Good to hear you, Sock. Hopefully we'll hear from you some more. Oh, yeah. Now that maybe the NFL's winding down a little bit, possibly. Yeah. Well, I'll have a little bit of reprieve for them. Starts back pretty soon, but yeah, yeah exactly. But they think it's, it's, it's always a pleasure around. to be with you, Dry. Always a Absolutely. pleasure. Thank you. All right, buddy. Talk to you later, and uh, happy New Year, yep. everybody. Yeah, and Wolf Wolf. Till next week. Eat Go dogs. Ribbits. <laughs> <laughs>